Cape Town firefighters are battling another blaze in Simonstown, uh, this time on the mountain slopes of uh, Glen Cane Ridge near uh, Simu Road. And the latest fire follows a blaze in the same area three weeks ago, which spread uh, rapidly and took five days to get under control. And some hotels have been set ablaze, which means literally they've been burnt maybe not exactly to the ground but a lot of people have lost their jobs i think we're looking at about 150 employees that have lost their jobs and you can only imagine the disaster and how long it will take uh, to get back on their feet a difficult time that has forced the community of cape town to support one another but joining me online i've got um uh, claire lotter ceo or Volunteer Wildlife Services, uh, joining me online. Good morning and welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning and thank you for having me on the show. What a sad situation that we're faced with. Yes, it's been a difficult time uh, for lots of communities and a very tough time for lots of the firefighting fraternities in the Western Cape of late. It's, uh, it's been busy, to say the least. And let's, if we look at the effects of uh, these rampant fires, like especially in Simontown at the moment, uh, what's the damage like? Look, it's always difficult to to ascertain with ongoing, you know, ongoing fires, ongoing investigations. It's always difficult to to kind of put words to it, eh? And to also just uh, put it all together. There's so many different elements that are that are affected from communities to wildlife to you know, fauna, flora to our ecosystem. So it's very difficult to just sum that all up into one. And generally, only these uh, results are, for, are uh, established much later once everything's settled and um, we try to go back to a kind of normality. Mm. And maybe if we just rewind, you know, just looking back, because sometimes you need to just check what has been happen- happening previously. What could be the cause? Any idea what could be the cause? And can it be honest? Look, I think... Um, you know, fire is a difficult one because there's so many factors that go into it, like your wind, your heat. Um, we have a thing called an FDI, which gives you a fire index for the day. I think we had a very wet season, um, rainy season, and that generally leads to a lot of flashy fuels, which does make, um, you know, firefighting efforts. We know it's going to be a little bit difficult when the season comes around. So there's various elements that go into it, but what actually starts this? Uh, no idea at this point. Um, Fires are, are investigated, and generally those reports are submitted to to the people that need be, yes. And what can the community do or other people that are in other areas or provinces that can assist? Look, for VWS, um, we are a completely non-profit organization. So for us, any financial assistance is always greatly appreciated. Um, everything we do is completely funded by the public and by corporates. Um, and you know that the Western Cape is just an amazing bunch of people. Um, you know, we really come together when the chips are down. Um, you know, the Western Cape, I think, has to be one of the best places to live. And, yeah, I think any support that they can do financially would help us. Um, there are various things like oh, vehicles, pumps, equipment, fuel, um, anything like that. If people want to get in touch and assist, uh, we'd appreciate any assistance at this stage. Mm. And it's quite interesting to see that, you know, uh, you've been getting a bit of uh, help from Protea Hotels and uh, offering the 150 hotel staff that were left jobless due to the fire. And they are from what? Uh, St. Helena Bay is it Saint, and Shelley Point Hotel, actually. In, in, 
is it just 150 employees? Are there any other people that have also suffered the, you know, this devastation? And if there are, um, what's, what sort of help do they need in terms of you know, getting employment? To be honest with you, that is something that um, the fire department would have to have to discuss more about. I don't have the actual figures and I don't have the actual numbers. But, you know, with social media and things these days, there is always such an amazing, um, I can say, information source. Uh, but people just need to get it from the correct sources. So it's your it's your um, nature partners that are actually affected. It's your, it's your fire departments, it's your municipalities, it's your FPAs. They will always put out what is required, how people can get involved. And it's important to really just follow the guidelines and not everyone just ascend on the area that's been affected because that then does hamper getting um, emergency vehicles in and out and people that need to work in the area. So if people just monitor what is required and people give where people can drop off things and what is required, um, they're quite specific. Um, so that is always good to just follow that information um, and it is pretty much always readily available. Mm. Any residences that have been affected? To be honest, that's the only one I know about. I don't have an update on any more than than what's been in, in the in the press at the moment. And have you been getting any assistance from the government? So we were very fortunate to get assistance from the mayor. The mayor has been a big supporter of um, the volunteer wildfire services. He's been incredible. Um, and we have had assistance from him. But in terms of the government, no, not at this stage. Uh, we do work very closely with disaster um, PDMC, which is disaster risk management. We do um, in discussions with them, but at this stage, no, nothing nothing formally from government, no. Mm. And how long, did, do you have any idea, hypothetically, how long it will take uh, for, for, for recuperation or restoration? That's a tough one. Um, and there's so many factors that depend on that. And one is just when, when the site is released for people to actually get back in there. Um, often after fires, areas are not safe. Um, and that that's important that people don't go to have a look um, because that is then you know, an unsafe area. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, I would not be able to hazard a guess as to that at this stage, but it will be a process and um, it'll take some time. Mm. And in terms of if someone wants to assist, where who do they call? Where do they go? Do you have a site? Yes, absolutely. We have a website. They're welcome to go to www.vws.org.za um, and they will find all the details in there. Um, and all the assistance, or they're welcome to email me directly, which is ceo at vws.org.za. And we would greatly appreciate any conversations or any assistance people could uh, could give us at this stage. And just before I let you go, I know that you are the CEO of Volunteer Wildlife Services. And wildlife is something that is very, very difficult to replace. Um, have you been allocated most probably? Is there any, any contingency plan um, to try and, and, and save what, whatever is left? So we are the wildfire services. So our speciality is to assist with, with fires and, um, and with anything that goes into integrated fire management. We do work closely with the likes of the SPCA and they have um, massive efforts in trying to assist, rehabilitate and save the wildlife. I know this is a very, very busy time for them as well um, this time of year. So, um, you know, as to what they're gaining, I cannot comment. I'm sorry on that. 
No, that's all perfectly fine. Hopefully you'll get the, the assistance that's deserved. Uh, Claire Lotter, CEO of uh, Volunteer Wildlife Services, chatting to us about the wildfires uh, that have rampaged Cape Town. And if you are of any assistance, um, she did give out that site. And of course, uh, once again, just repeat it again. It's www.vws.org.za. Thank you so much, Claire. Have yourself a fantastic Sunday.